بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده قد قال تبارك وتعالى في كلامه المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم من صلى علي صلاة واحدة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم رب زدني علما رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته with the onset of the month of Dhul Hijjah and with Dhul Hijjah the occasion of celebration of Eid Al-Adha There are many, many lessons and themes that insha'Allah we will try to cover over the next few Jumu'ahs. We begin with understanding or trying to understand the significance of this month and to gauge an understanding we look at what Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal and his beloved messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam have said in respect to this month of Dhul Hijjah in a narration recorded by Imam Bukhari rahimahullah in his sahih Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam mentions ma min ayyamin al-amalu salihu fihinna khayrun min hadihi al-ayyami al-ashara qalu ala al-jihadu fi sabilillah قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله إلا رجل خرج بنفسه وماله ولم يرجع من ذلك شيء رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم is reported to have said that there are no days in which good deeds are more beloved to Allah سبحانه وتعالى 
than these ten. So Rasulullah makes an absolute statement here that of all the days of the year that a person has at their disposal in terms of presenting deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then there is no collection of days that are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of righteous deeds then the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah so the Sahaba Kiram acknowledging this statement and how significant it is that the Prophet is saying that no other days compared to these days. They said, Ya Rasulullah, good deeds are the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these days, irrespective of what deeds are done outside of these days, Ya Rasulullah. So they were very interested. And the question they asked that, what al jihadu fi sabirillah? Even struggling in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ya Rasulullah, your statement, does that mean that if someone was to engage in this struggle in the path of Allah outside of these 10 days, then the a'mal in these 10 days is even greater than that? Because that's the meaning of what the Prophet said. So they inquired, Ya Rasulullah, because that we all know how much significance Rasulullah how much significance Allah has put in terms of one who sacrifices themselves their wealth in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah responded, Even this act of struggling for the propagation of deen outside of these ten days do not compare in terms of how beloved the deeds are in these ten days to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Illa. Except for one exception. Illa rajulun kharaja bi nafsihi wa malihi وَلَمْ يَرْجِعْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ شَيْءٍ The only exception is if someone leaves their house for the struggle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his path and he leaves with himself and he leaves with his wealth. So he takes what he has, his belongings. وَلَمْ يَرْجِعْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ شَيْءٍ And none of that returns. Then that's the only deed that is more beloved in the sight of Allah than good deeds in these first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. Then that's, that's a generic statement of any a'mal that you do in the 10 days, the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah are absolutely loved about Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. Is there anything from the prophetic tradition that then emphasizes particular good deeds? So this was a generic statement that when you do good deeds in the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, they are beloved. Is there anything in the collection of a hadith what the Prophet ﷺ specifies to focus on? Then yes. 
There are two things or two sets of a hadith which specify a'mal and which a'mal we should focus on. And the first hadith, which is recorded by Imam Tabarani rahimahullah, is a very, very simple advice that Rasulullah gives What he asks us to do in terms of good deeds is literally effortless. Ibn Abbas he relates the hadith that the Prophet said there are no days in which good deeds are more greater in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the days of Dhul Hijjah, the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. So, what should you do? فَأَكْثِرُوا فِيهِنَّ التَّسْبِيحِ وَالتَّهْلِيلِ وَالتَّحْمِيلِ وَالتَّكْبِيرِ The Prophet says, Because of the virtue of these days, then in abundance, فَأَكْثِرُوا فِيهِنَّ In abundance, do the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do the tahleel of Allah rabbul izzati wal jalal. Do the tahmeed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do the takbir of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is tasbih, tahmeed, tahleel and takbir? Tasbih means to say subhanallah. Tahleel means to say la ilaha illallah. Takbir means to say Allahu Akbar and Tahmeed means to say Alhamdulillah so Subhanallah Alhamdulillah La ilaha illallah and Allahu Akbar as I mentioned this first instruction is effortless it takes no true commitment to simply utter these statements and the Prophet said in these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, this is something that you should be frequent and, abund- and in abundance of, of recitation. Once, and to understand just how significant these words are, once the Prophet is sitting with his companions and he says to them that which one of you have done good deeds today that equal in its weight the mount of Uhud. The question from the Prophet which one of you have done that amount of good deeds today? Not in your whole life, today. That equal in its weight the mount of Uhud. So the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, which one of us is capable of doing that many good deeds that they weigh the weight of the Mount of Uhud. Who amongst us? They said this to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, 
Who amongst us is able to do that many good deeds? Listen to the response of the Prophet. Rasulullah said, Every one of you is capable of doing this. Every one of you is capable of doing this. So they said, Ya Rasulullah, how? If anybody has been, and we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up completely the access to the Haramain Sharifain quickly. That if those have been and you've been for ziyara, you've seen the size of Uhud. It's a vast mountain. Massive. And here the Prophet is saying and demanding from his Sahaba that which one of you have acted out that amount of good deeds that your weight in terms of your good deeds is the size of Mount Uhud or the weight of Mount Uhud. And when they said, Ya Rasulullah, it's not possible. Oh, who amongst us is able to do something like that? The Prophet responds by saying, every single one of you. And then he says, saying, Subhanallah, once. Say, Subhanallah, how many times? Once. Equals, Ya'diru. Equals in weight the amount of Uhud. Saying, La ilaha illallah, once. With sincerity, with devotion, with meaning. Equals the weight of the amount of Uhud. Praising Allah and doing the tahmeed of Allah and doing the takbir of Allah once is equivalent in terms of its weight to the Mount of Uhud. Now this is outside of Dhul Hijjah. This is and to gauge an understanding of how significant these words are. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. To gauge an understanding of just how significant they are. It's mentioned in the books of Hadith that there is nothing that a Jannati, someone who's in Jannah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make all of us, our loved ones, our friends amongst the inhabitants of Jannah, insha'Allah. There is nothing that a inhabitant of Jannah, because of what they receive there, will lament upon. So you won't look back and think, I didn't have this in the world, I didn't have that in the world, or my house wasn't big enough for my... You know, there, there won't be that type of remorse. And the Prophet says, there will be no remorse for a Jannati. Imagine when you're in Jannah and you're being showered with the ni'mas of Jannah, then what is to remorse about in terms of dunya? Illa. Except for one remorse. And what's that remorse? The moments that this person spent not in the remembrance of Allah in this dunya. When he sees the result of it in the hereafter, he will, he will lament those moments. The only remorse in Jannah is those moments that one wasn't engaged in the remembrance of Allah. So that is the value on a normal day of the tasbih, the tahmeed, the takbir, and the tahleel of Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. So imagine where the Prophet is emphasizing it. That the Prophet didn't just say that 
Say the tasbih or say the tahleel in Dhul Hijjah. He said, be abundant and frequent in reciting these words. So the first instruction of Rasulullah that one should engage in constant dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these four, specifically these four things. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. And the Prophet didn't set an amount, didn't say a hundred times, two hundred times. He said, be abundant in it. The second advice that the Prophet gives in specifying a deed in the days of Dhul Hijjah are actual a'mal, certain type of ibadat. And he singles out two forms of ibadah with their virtue. It's a riwayah recorded in Majma'u Zawa'id, in which the Prophet says that these days, again, starting with the same line, that no a'mal, or there are no days in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Allah than the days of Dhul Hijjah. So, and then the Prophet mentions fasting in it. For one day is equivalent يَعْدِلُ صِيَامُ sanatin. That one fast in the days of Dhul Hijjah is equivalent to a year's fast outside. وَقِيَامُ لَيْلَةٍ And standing in its night يَعْدِلُ قِيَامُ sanatin. That one night in worship of Allah قِيَامَ لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ is equivalent to standing on Laylatul Qadr outside of these 10 nights. So Tasbih, Tahmeed, Tahleel, Takbir, verbal remembrance of Allah. And in this hadith, the Prophet mentions standing in prayer at night and fasting during the day. This is how the days of Dhul Hijjah have been mentioned with their virtue by Rasulullah. And to understand, I've gone over the ahadith and the statements of the Prophet. Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal himself in the Holy Quran says, Wal Fajr, Walayalin, Ashr. That he swears oath, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes qasam upon these ten auspicious nights. Why? Because of their virtue. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, with all that is happening around us, and we know uh, that the Hajj is not open to the general public outside of uh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. But that doesn't mean that we cannot benefit from the days of Dhul Hijjah. The Prophet has laid out a very easy methodology of benefiting. Like I said, the first advice of verbal dhikr of Allah is almost effortless. And he alayhi salatu wasalam, has said to be abundant in it. And the second takes a bit of our strength, a bit of our energy, that if we're able to, then fast until the day of Eid, the ninth of Dhul Hijjah, if not all the days and the Mondays and Thursdays, if not them, then inshallah the ninth, the day of Arafat, whatever we can fast in these nine days of Dhul Hijjah leading up to the day of Eid, then attempt to do that because that is what the Prophet has extolled. And every night, some moments in front of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, worshipping Him in our Qiyam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me the tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of you the tawfiq. 
Give us the ability to benefit from these auspicious days that are in front of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to make use of them and benefit our own akhirah. Wa akhiru dawa. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanallah wa bihamdi. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Wa nashadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. As the volunteers before the adhan goes off, the volunteers will come around inshallah with the buckets. Please do put something in the buckets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you in both the worlds.